Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, the Relationship Advice Podcast with Bad Gal Low and Unfiltered Rara. We're live. We're live. So many already salted. Um, I'll have a bit of ready salted, please. Yeah, we're live now. Oh. Just ready salted, hon. Thank you. I'm, I'm a regular regular girl. Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome back. The Just because it's like um, ASMR. ASMR. It's oh so quiet. <laughs> Run that song. Are you anyway, going to be just bare munching behind behind the mic, yeah. Basically, that's what she's doing. So, guys, we're back. We're back with another episode of our relationship advice podcast. I am. <laughs> we are back with our relationship. <laughs> do you remember that when you get it soft you have to get it soft because it's too hot like if you bite it it's just a hell of crunch you have to suck it until it's sorry soft. we're really hungry um, we're I've back been, with I've our relationship all day no like I had um, antipasti and tiger bread I was being well posh had some oil bit of vinegar dipped it in you know them them techers there anyway guys you're back with our epi- another episode of our relationship advice podcast I am bad girl low this is Unfiltered Rara. And for the podcasters listening, I currently look like Felicia out of Friday. You do look like Felicia out of Friday. Craig, Craig. Um, but yeah, we're back. This is Relationship Advice, where we uh, speak on the good shit, the bad shit, but always the real shit about relationships. Relationships. So, how's everybody been doing? What wait, 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 wait. Pre warning. Again, podcasters, you probably noticed by now, but pre warning. We aren't experts. We yeah. aren't gurus. We are. We're telling you what's worked for us, what's fucked up for us. Please, please, please take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah, we ain't yeah. fair. We you ain't... can take it on board, you cannot, but I just don't want any messages, phone calls, emails, or any of the above saying how we fucked up your life. So, so I had a spliff. Imagine. <laughs> well, Imagine. What are these? These are fingers. Crunchy fries. Aren't they supposed to be called French fries? Yeah, but they're fucking from Lidl, so the crunchy fries. The fire. The fire. Yeah, or... Yeah, do you remember when you were a kid and you used to do things like that? Just put it in your mouth and tend to smoke. You go... <sighs> or, you ever walk to school on a cold day? And yeah. you just walk around going... <sighs> or a, yeah. car, a car would be pulling up, so you put your fingers to your mouth like you got a cigarette. Yeah. <sighs> With the cold air. You used to love them times. Some people were not built for the cold. So, like, I'd get to the bus stop, because all the mandem from the ends used to... Are you all the fuck right over there? Yeah. Rian. Do you want to keep that down? Rian and You know the people that I just... You see, this is, why we, this is why we shouldn't do open sets, you know what I mean? It should just be me and you, no one else invited, yeah? That's why I'm looking at you, Rian. Yeah? Looking, looking at you. Candy yeah. sticks, yeah. You used to do it with the candy sticks. Remember the, the white candy sticks that looked like six? And they came in like a little crayon packet. Look like a Tom and Jerry box. And the weird chocolate one. Chocolate sticks? Oh, yeah, I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, and the chocolate. Because like cigarettes. Yeah. And the chocolates literally taste like feet. It was the worstly, worstly made, the worst made chocolate in the world. As I was saying, I'd get to the bus stop where the man were, 
and you'd always have someone that was slathered in Vaseline. Like, they must have, <laughs> they must have been running out the yard and their mum must have come here and they just slathered them. Then you have someone who always cornered their mouth was dry. No, all around the mouth was dry in the winter. No, Stayed white. with chap lips. I never never seen Vaseline in their life. Sleeping that eye. And it's almost like you needed to rub one virgin on the other, like get that the virgin's head and rub it on the other one's yeah, face like to balance was, it yeah. out. 100%. But anyway. Um, to tell you what though, speaking about school sweets, remember the, um, the ones that used to go around your wrist? It was like a fake wash and you'd bite the, um, the sweet in half and flick it at people in class. And now grown-ups wear them as bra and thongs. Excuse me, what are oh, yeah, we doing? <laughs> For the man to eat them off. Yeah. You know, I'm th- isn't it funny how life just comes at you fast? One day you're in a school biting off your arm and then the next day your boyfriend's oh. eating off your arsehole. <laughs> like, life will just come at you. Fresh, you'll just think you're so Ooh. innocent. Can you imagine if he was eating it? Imagine he was wearing the thumb and then he bit it, he bit it in half and he pulled it back and let it go. That's out of order. Hey, but you know what? Someone's done that somewhere. Someone out there. Some dickhead shit. I've been doing foreplay and. Thought he was cute? No, yeah. I thought it was cute, thought it was a good joke, or she pissed him off earlier in the day, she didn't even know it. And he went, yeah? I'm coming for your clip. And he pulled it back and went, BOW! Yeah. Pain. Life comes at you quick though, innit? Tell you. Just an innocent little school kid eating them things. Hendrix and Lee will never eat one of them. I'm telling you that right they now. They will. You'll just never know. <laughs> They'll be in class. <laughs> just like we was flicking at the back of teachers' heads. Yeah. Yo, imagine I could be a teacher. And I'm getting flicked oh in my the back God, of my yeah. head with sweets. You could bite half of it and then put it between your teeth and... What the hell do you think we've been talking about for the past three minutes? What was we flicking? Oh, I thought you were just flicking the elastic. I didn't think we were actually flicking one into our arsehole. That's a, now you took it to another level. No, I'm saying you bite the sweet. I'm not saying to do this, but I'm just imagining someone bites the sweet in half, holds it with their teeth, and then lets go in. It goes, what That would be hell? an interesting a- visit to A&E if you got that stuck in your body. Trust me. You get me? I bet A&E sees so much stuff. Like some bullshit. Yeah. Like shit that stuck up people. Who told me once, was it Rosanna? That said she was working in A&E and... Um, a guy came with a hoover like stuck to his dick because he must have been trying to have the hoover suck his dick and then it got just got stuck up there. It must have just swelled up and just got stuck up the hoover. But imagine, how embarrassing. Now, how embarrassing. How embarrassing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> how embarrassing. You're coming in with a fucking Dyson attack to your dog. Not even a Dyson, a fucking Henry. Imagine. No, it wasn't. And you got to wheel it in. Henrietta <laughs> was doing things for her. And you got to wheel it in like this. Oh my God, how embarrassing. But anyway, I cut it. You cut the hoover. Take the whole. Oh, you you disconnected. Yeah. But I bet you though, somebody has took a whole hoover. Someone's not. Someone somewhere. Someone's not used their initiative and thought, let me just cut the, let me just chop it off. They panicked, didn't it? That's what usually happens. They panic, and they just jump in the car and drive. How do would you drive? So Henrietta's on the seat, the passenger seat. Yeah, basically. Stop being your dick. Giving you a right good time, you're driving, you're like this. Giving me that car head. I don't know how she's plugged in though, but she's plugged in. <laughs> Henrietta is plugged into this car. Right, guys, so what we wanted today's podcast, we've obviously. How have we started off the podcast like this? Like, this podcast was meant to be like a self-love, nice yeah. podcast about self love, self discovery, how to, how to be about you while still in a relationship with someone else, how to be you plus one equals three. And we're out here talking about flicking sweet yeah. into booty holes. So basically. Getting sucked off by who? Yeah, that's just why this. I didn't even initiate. I yeah. didn't even initiate. You know me, this. I'm a little bit horny. 
Oh, is it? <laughs> a little bit corny, a little bit drunk, sipping a on a Prosecco. A little bit drunk, a little bit when I, uh, and the kids in bed. Anyway, so... Oh, you better can't come close to me looking like Felicia. <laughs> better do something with her. <laughs> no? Just, no? Okay. How dare you? When you've got all this fucking grey hair and I still let you come near me. You love you love the grizzle look. You say, I, don't, yeah, I, I personally do. don't like. Yeah, I love it when you look a little bit rough. I love it when he looks a bit rough, but let me a bit rough. But let me tell you when he gets that haircut, ladies. When they get that fresh trim, when that when the barbers open and they get that fresh. Why are you coming in? Why are you eating the food like that? Yeah, why are you coming in so screw face? Like, why have you walked back in here chewing your food like that? Like, like that? Like, you're so angry at the food? Yeah, what, why are you... you what, what, the what, what do you mean? Because we couldn't... No, you walked in like this. Obnoxious as fuck. Nah. Uh, but, like, so vexed at the food, you're coming like... You look like the fruit kick you in your throat. Is that sparkling wine? <laughs> the sparkling wine? Kettle chips. Oh, I told oh, you they're disgusting. I told you not to yum them. What was it? Truffle cheese and sparkling wine. It's yeah, disgusting. Yeah, it's so hungry. Has any of you, like, tried that? It's kettle chip. Now I I fuck with. I got it from Home Bargains. I you got it from you got it from the middle one though, innit? The mid one of the middle aisles. From Home Bargains. Oh no no, I'm thinking of Lidl. You know when Lidl, Lidl, Lidl Aldi have that one. They have the bullshit at the yeah. They have the middle bar where where they have all of the good shit. Like yeah, you have some random I don't know shoe rack holder and then some drill bit, and you're like oh shit, I need a drill bit. Like you have the middle. I swear Lidl, it's called the middle of Lidl. I swear that's what they call it now. It's called the middle of little, right? No one else seen that. The middle part's called the middle of little. But anyway, then they always have that one side of the middle and it's always That's close to the rest bullshit. of the food. You can get a fucking... It literally... It's usually... You can get, like, a lawnmower. It's, like, as extreme from, like, a lawnmower to a gym step. Like, it's so vast what no, you can I'm get saying, from the aisle. Have you looked at the food part of that middle aisle? Yeah, it's some bullshit. No, but it's right. They usually have, like, so, like a range of Italian biscuits that you've never heard of. Yeah, then they have, like, little... a range of some Spanish stuff. And then they have... Basically, it's just whatever's going out. But that's when they have these random flavour crisps. And I, I thought that's where you got them from. But clearly, no, you got it from Home Bargain. But anyway, back to these crisps. They're disgusting. And I don't care if there's a representative from Kettle... Listening to this podcast, who are on the verge of giving man a sponsorship, I don't care if no, that's the case. I do because I actually love the ready salted. No, this is what I say. I fuck with We're kettle heavy. We're just not a fan. The sweet, the sweet chili. Well, if you're watching this, because we love sour your sour cream. Chips. Yeah, sweet chili, the sour cream, the salt and vinegar, fire. But that bollocks, cheese, that truffle cheese and sparkling, and it's disgusting because, right, you hit Someone it. Someone thought it, they had a sick idea. Someone walked in and was like, "Fellas, they walked into the boardroom like, fellas, about to blow your socks off." Truffle cheese with fucking sparkling wine. Now, one, they must have been at lunch and had like a little antipasti on their table and they were backing it and sipping on you, their you wine. You had one antipasti today and now everyone's sitting having antipastis in the fucking meetings. I'm just saying, they were having a little antipasti with a little bit of meat, a little bit of olives and whatever and they were sipping on and their wine and somebody just... went, ooh, ooh, we should throw this together as a flavour and they all went, but we can't have the meat. No, 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 forget the meat. Just this cheese... And the wine, and they thought it banging, it's disgusting. The cheese hits you and it's like, mm, not too bad, okay. Then this aftertaste of this, who wants to eat sparkling wine crisps? That don't even make sense. I mean, sense. me, so that's why I bought them, because I thought, oh my God, my two of my favourite things. Nasty. <laughs> cheese and sparkling wine. What could have? What could go wrong? A lot of things in the middle went wrong. But anyway... Right, we, I wanted to do this chat today because the other day I put a box up on my Instagram, one of them, like, question boxy things, and 
basically just asked the people how they were doing because I felt like um, I've been quite up and down in just my feelings at the moment. Like, what, I cried in the shower the other day with a glass of red wine and... What prompted that? I, I wasn't even aware of it until I saw you on the story. Like, I had no idea you was in the shower crying. Just about, having a fucking moment, OK? I'm, I'm not close to the... Uh, I'm not at the bottom, but I'm close. I was like, where was this coming from? First of all, that's not what I said. Well, whatever you said, because when I left the yard, you was good. Hey, babe. Morning. Next thing you know, I'm seeing on the story. I, I, I just had a uh, moment. I'm up and down. That's what I just said. I was up and that was the down bit of the down, of the up and the down. Right, anyway. Anyway, like I was saying, I was having this moment and then I put this box so up. what and prompted it? Was like Mercury not in a line or did Mercury Venus, was did in Venus, Mercury, Mercury was hang in a left? No. It's always Venus hangs a left or Mars decided to pop out or... Mercury's doing some fuckery. Mercury was in retrograde and there you shut go. the fuck up. I just knew there's always, there's always something to do with some planet that's six Okay, you keep talking like that away. when Mercury hears you and slaps you in your Mercury car. won't hear me till next year because it's 650,000 <laughs> miles away. So let it carry on, innit? <laughs> right. So anyway, I was up and down, up and down, up and down. And then I put this box up and asked everyone how they were doing. And a lot of the messages were pretty much the same. And a lot of them were saying they're feeling up and down because obviously Mercury is in fact in retro. It's not anymore. But anyway, a lot of people were just feeling the same and obviously struggling with this lockdown. And then, but a lot of the questions were like relationship based questions that were basically they were saying like, they're just not feeling right in the relationship. They're just not all the way happy. They're not happy with themselves. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm waiting for Rianne to spot the comment that someone else has put because I know that Rianne's going to pop off and start talking uh, agrees as she usually does. Rianne has an attitude go- when he speaks, eye roll and everything. Lorenzo. No, because Rianne always says when I speak, I speak with my hands and stuff <laughs> <laughs> and it's mad camp, which I don't care because man's a big, grown, masculine man out here. Okay. So if, if a little bit means a little okay, bit camp, so. I'm here for it, you know what I mean? Sometimes, you are a little bit camp. Sometimes when I describe stuff, I need you to know where the things are placed in the story. And as I'm like an expert storyteller, sometimes I have to use the hands. <laughs> but did you see the comment? I have so much attitude when you speak. <laughs> and, uh, and everything. But anyway, sorry, carry on. You put this out on, the phone, on your own story. Yeah. And obviously a lot of people were saying they just weren't feeling happy with themselves. Um... RuPaul, next drag queen, yes. And they weren't feeling themselves. And it just got me thinking that, you know, in a relationship, I feel like a lot of people tend to lean on the other person in order to make them happy within that relationship. Does that make sense? I feel like you've skipped straight to the point, which was good. But I just feel like we didn't give it justice. Right, go on, you explain it. About 60,000 people messages Lauren. And everybody was going through something. It, I weren't even getting the messages. I was just seeing the messages over Lauren's show. And I was like, oh, this is a lot. Like, and I was like, you can't... Because usually when you put... You know, you put a poll in a story and you might repost it with your answer. And, you repost, and I'm like, babe, you can't repost these because every single one of them was negative. And I'm like, we're trying to be... Not negative. Every single person was just... Everyone was just going through something. In the fields, they were just going through Which something. was fine. Because obviously Lauren opened the doors to that because she said, guys, vent. So she opened the doorstep, yeah, but I thought... Yeah, I feel like that's good. So People like, just babe, need to let it out. Once it's out and they break down, it can go. Yeah, that's true. Um, so then I was like, babe, how about we put out a positive message and we, we you know, we make it a focus on this on, on, the, on the episode. 
which okay so i'm so glad that you added that little no i just i just had to i don't think you understand the severity like he made of... it like I, I jumped to the end of that story and there was so much in between there was so much fillers no but you made it out like you just posted it and it's like yeah we just thought we'd do this now no, there were I... people that were going yeah that's what i said some things yeah so anyway everybody was so i just wanted to do this chat today and just talk about i feel like in a relationship we basically what someone just said rupaul me and rihanna have been loving Rupaul, I'm Ryan. I mean, I'm being a little bit forced. I, I'm not against the shaf. I kind of like it. It's you, all what right. Was you, what was you watching last night? Yeah, oh. that makeup thing, that glow thing. Sick, yeah. sick. And you love Rupaul. I don't love Rupaul. You don't love Rupaul. I don't love Rupaul. Oh my god! I don't, Please guys, like him. No, I don't. I don't. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't dislike it. I like it. I watch it. I, Rupaul's sick. All right. Rupaul, I, I do am. not dislike the Rupaul but show. You need to However, in my level life, of, I level of. You love it that you're trying to throw at me. It's not it. But because I, the other day... He loves it, guys. Nah, he the other it. day... <laughs> the other day you put RuPaul on and I said, mm-mm. And I lay down on the um, carpet and went to sleep. He had one eye open. He was like this whole time. He can tell you who... It's like my dad. My dad hates Coronation Street. But he can tell my mum where Ken Barlow is, where everyone, what everyone's doing. My dad knows everyone's business. So, all right, you know that taste is still in the UK. RuPaul one. is just like the other YouTube things that you make me watch. I have an interest in it because you have an interest you in it. You fucking cute. Then I find, I find elements of it that I'm like, actually, I like that, or mm, that was pretty cool, and that's cool. what keeps me interested. So, for example, Jeffree Star, I don't particularly like the makeup stuff that he does, and I don't like the fact that he's got no eyebrows. I really don't. It, it weirds me out. However, I like... The conspiracy theory thing that he did. The palette. Yeah, like no, the whole documentary that he did. Yeah, I like the business element of it and how, yeah. he, how he finds it like a... A th- like the conspiracy thing and he turns his palette and names all the- I like that element like he's good with business and that so I watch it for that value and then obviously there's makeup stuff that he, I, never, he, I never will... t- he doesn't turn away when they're applying the makeup no, I'm just, a, I'm let's just say that much I'm literally about to say this I kind of like the makeup thing. I like when you like put on makeup and what. There's some things that you show me like oh my god look babe she's drawing a rainbow with a leprechaun on her face and I'm like yeah it looks like the camera babe because you haven't put charging because you haven't prepped it prepped for this I've only got 10% but we'll make it work so yeah sorry so um yeah there's, there's, you show me a picture and she's got a rainbow and a leprechaun on her face yet. and I'm like yeah it looks like it looks like a kid's drawing it on her face but I think there's other things like when the blend and the blend of what were we watching yesterday um that glow thing what were they doing when they had to do the uh the one line I think you like graphic use, liner. They were a, doing graphic, a graphic liner. eyeliner thing, and my man did it with three different colors, and it was like an ombre. Bla- that was sick. Yeah. It's talent, skill. I can appreciate it, but I'm not about to be out here like buying mascara and palettes and that and all of them things. So. Anyway, can we get to the point? What Sorry, I was trying to say. Okay. So basically, in RuPaul, if you've not watched RuPaul, he says a little thing at the very end of the episode, and it basically he says, "If you can't love yourself, how the how you hell gonna, you gonna love anybody else? How the hell you gonna love somebody else?" So, sorry guys, one second. Sashay away. See, he knows. Shantae, you stay. See, and he acts like he's asleep. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. When they're doing what? When he's when does he say that? When they're doing and that? And then when they didn't look head to head When they got a lip sync for their lives. Anyway, so yeah, RuPaul says, if you can't love yourself, how are you gonna love somebody else? And I just think this is so important in a relationship, and I think we tend to forget it when we get into a relationship. I think we think that once we're in it, we are there to just make this per- sorry, am I really on yet? To make this person happy and it only matters about this person and 
it kind of you start thinking of yourself you start thinking of you and what makes you happy because at the end of the day what I've realized because I got to that place um just after I had Henny I was in a really bad place and I just was not happy I wasn't happy with me I wasn't happy in this relationship I wasn't happy being a mom I wasn't happy period and I had to find myself again and what makes me happy what makes Lauren happy and I think within making me happy has made him happy and I'd say vice versa you had to kind of do why are you looking at me like that no, I'm just listening to no, you. Just he he kind of had to do the same thing. Don't cause... you talk on behalf of me. Don't you talk about how I felt. Eh? So that's just a bar that Lauren likes to throw at me. Don't you talk on my Anyway, behalf. so I just wanted... That's why it I was like... the same for me. You did not have a low bit where you yeah, were fucking have... in your feels. Yeah, I do have a low bit, but not for the same reasons. Can I, can I explain? Go on. Um, I think when it comes to like the self-love thing that we're talking about, I think my take on it which you know we'll dive into after you dive into yours was i think when me and lauren first got together a part of it was a i was trying to do this whole change in my own space where i was like not gonna be the footboy no more not gonna be the waste man like i'm either just gonna be single and live single or the next person i meet if i be with them i'm gonna be with them properly met lauren decided cool i want to be with her properly so i kind of threw all of me into it and it was literally about Lauren, 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 in my, in my head. I probably didn't voice it like that, so Lauren might have never felt like it was all about her, but in my head it was like, I want to be with Lauren, I want to do for Lauren, what can I do with Lauren, I want to do this, I want to... And then I think a part of it also was because I moved, not for her, I moved to Manchester for basketball, but I moved from Brum, so all of my friends were miles away. And then in that, in getting in a relationship with Lauren, because my, my, I say friends, old friends... We're just dickheads. Let's just, uh, hi. And I don't give a shit if they're watching because it is what it is. But I think they just had an, they just had an immature approach to what I was trying to do, or they, sorry, didn't, no, sorry. they didn't understand, or they were just in a different different space that they were in. Whatever it might be, I ended up losing friends, and I meant like like my close circle. I ended up losing because. But we'll go into that in another episode. Was it hard for you to change after? So I'm many still years explaining ago? myself, and so um, somebody asked a question. Oh, no, just wait, just wait, just wait. So then. Um, He's so obsessed with having to get to the thing. Go on. Can you let go and let you camp hands free? Because your neck is doing a lot. <laughs> You're <laughs> making up. Let you camp hands. Yeah, let you camp hands free. Let him free. No one's judging. Hear what, yeah? Man wants to speak with his neck. Man will speak with his neck, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I think all of that, moving new place, trying to find myself, trying to literally trying to make new friends and all of that, I felt like the only person that... Who knew me? Who was Lauren? So everything was about Lauren for the first couple of years. And I think I did start to lose myself. And I also felt like there were certain things, not that I couldn't do, but I just didn't want to do. So I didn't want to rock the boat. So even though I did have the odd times where I'd go out, I didn't, I went, I didn't go out anywhere near as much as I used to go out before then, which I, I also was a money thing. But anyway, I kind of lost me. But go on, go to you. We'll go back to me in a bit. Somebody asked, was it hard to, at the beginning to change after be many years of being a footboy, getting out I mean, of that headspace. I can address myself as a footboy. You guys can't. So let me just make, <laughs> let me just make that very clear. You're in about to be all up in the comments talking about, oh, Ryan, you're a footboy. You look all waste, man. You were no, cheating. No. You was a dirty bastard. No, you just said it. I can address... No, I'm joking. Um, no, it wasn't... I, I'd kind of... I've got, I got tired of it, if I'm completely honest. Um, what I think I found from 
all my previous relationship was I was doing the monkey butting. So I never let go of the one until I was already let, holding on to the next one. And there was always an overlap. And then in between the overlap, there was other people on the side. And in between the sides, there was the one-off times and this time. It was, it was too much. And it got to a point where I was like, big man, you clearly want to be single. So be single. You know what I mean? So And I said to myself, be single, be free. And I, I always kind of said to myself, I felt like in a lot of the relationships I held back a little bit because I think I have immaturity and I wasn't I just wasn't ready to be in that space and I wasn't ready to give someone my all and allow them to allow to hurt you. Yeah, to to be in a space where I could be hurt. So I was I guess a part of not the reason why, but a part of the reason why was well if she did cheat man cheated anyway, that type of stupid um train of thought. Um whereas then when I ended with the partner before, I was just like, right, you're free now. Literally, that's how I felt, like, ball and chain, nothing's holding you back, you're not attached to anybody. Because that, just to add in for context, my last partner, the last time we went around, the last time we was together, I didn't, didn't cheat on her, there was no one else, it was just her, but the relationship just got stale. But then, coming out of that, I wasn't attached to no one, I had no sightings, no girl, no exes trying to pull me back, no exes trying to tell me that they're pregnant for me when they weren't, no one trying to fake a DNA test, like... Trust me, there's oh. stories. We'll go into them on a different podcast, but I had nothing. I was literally I love free. how I just went like this. So shocked and I know that story, but I just, <laughs> I just did it for shock value. I was like... And then I realised how that was looked and I was like, no, I do know. <laughs> it was a blank canvas, so I literally said to myself, right, Ryan, do it the right way. And I had... I've said this loads of times. I had no intention of being with the next person I met, but... I mean, you weren't the next person, you're the person after the next person. But either way, I had no intention of being with anyone anytime soon and within a couple of months, I'm like, Lauren, it is what it is. But yeah, so no, it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard at all. Okay, there you go. So yeah, so then for me, obviously, I was just to go back to the self-love. Actually, though, sorry, I don't mean to cut you and I'll let you talk, I promise. What I was testing was when I first got with Lauren and went out without Lauren for like one of the first or second times and old flames or people that were maybe interested in me before but didn't want to didn't want to step across the line because I was with someone or whatever. No, they fucking they, did no, no, They listen. came and slammed the pussy out, yeah, because you, she was the fucking door girl and she was trying to do up talk, no, I'm talk, not talking talk. Miss Latvia. I'm not talking about her. She All was right, good. Anyway. All right, because if I see her, I'm probably going to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> I'm probably going to be like, friends with her, like, but, um, no. So going out. I was like to check myself so quick. Like, there was one particular night where there was just bare attention coming my way. Ooh! And one girl in particular was like... Put a pussy on a pen? Put a pussy no, on like, a pen? Literally pull me... Like, we was pull me... I don't know if you've been on in Arcadian, but there's, like, various ways of coming in that. And there's one that's, like, a side one that no one really uses. She pulled me down there and she was like, I just want to take you home. Let's just leave. Like, like, giving me the most. And I told her, no. And I didn't need to explain to her. I said, no. She's now in Snatch by Looks Like. No. She's not really... <laughs> I said, <laughs> now I'm taking her own money. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not, I'm not here for it, and left. And it was kind of liberating. It was kind of like a like a new feeling for me. I've, you I was like, no, I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing the right thing. No, and I just kept it moving enough. I didn't feel like, like I didn't give her an, an explanation. Nothing. I didn't feel like she needed one. I said, no, and just that ain't it. But anyway, go on. Say what you're gonna say. 
that's the only time that it was testing though if that makes sense because it was literally I don't know what I don't know what I was wearing or how I was smelling I don't know what it was that night in particular but it was like every single club we went to every time I took a Fam, left you had a girlfriend on, and you, you claimed her on social so Maybe you know what that. some girl are like some girl are like oh but this you one got a girlfriend thing, no but this one girl Ew. but no but the one girl she'd been trying to like not hollering me had but you was, been there before no what I'm trying to say no let me finish and you'll find out uh, what I'm saying is... Right. I mean, you didn't really have to react like that, but go on. She'd been interested from when I had someone before and told me she was interested. Oh, she was but, one of them girls. But she was like, you've got a girl, so no. So then, I don't know I don't know how she knew we were broken up. Oh, but I, obviously she thought I was single. But anyway, like I said, I don't understand. Well, she There's thought wrong. Annoying. But anyway, it was what it was. Told her no, kept her moving. Told you no. So I hope she's still in the alley now, crying six years old. I mean, I don't think she was that arsed. I'm pretty sure she's kept it moving. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she's probably, she's probably in here. <laughs> shame, shame, shame. Anyway, so yeah, when it comes to self-love, basically, I fucking lost myself after Henny. I completely lost who I was. I just had no idea. I think I when I first got with Ryan, I was almost in a rebel when I got with Ryan because I'd never been in a relationship like this before. None of my other relationships, no matter how serious they were, they were never this serious. I'd never moved in with somebody. I'd never... some Like, I had an ex that in junior college lived with me, but he didn't move in. He had his own place. Does that make sense? I never had someone that was going to literally bring his shit and it would now be in the same place I believe my shit. And now this room has both of our shits. And it's just a lot of shit. Do you get what I mean? So I think that for me was like... And I think at first I was a bit like overwhelmed. And then obviously I'd, we got into the relationship. And then obviously I think after Henny, I was so... Because of the postnatal depression, I was so... In being a mom and be, trying to be the best mom and the best girlfriend. And I just felt I wasn't doing either of those right. I really, really, really lost myself. So that's when... You know, the past few years, I've really tried to work on building myself back up and kind of just focusing on me again and what I like and what I want, which I would say has helped me because I feel like I'm a better girlfriend than I was. I feel like I'm a better mom than I was. I'm not as... I'm not as... I'm not a psycho like I was anymore. I mean, you're still a psycho, but not not in the same lane. Yeah. It's like a different... It's like a new lane of psycho that yeah. you found. Um, I, I think from my perspective of you um, going through like going through that and trying to support and seeing what I saw I think I mean correct me if I'm wrong because sometimes I am wrong okay. oh, um, shock you admitted that <laughs> oh you on go on I think a, a part of the problem you was having in losing yourself was you had Henny and to me it felt like you was trying to go right back to the person you was before having a baby and was kind of almost not quite grasping that you was never going to be that person again because you have you had a child. You was always going to have elements of that. You was always going to be a basketball player. You was always going to be Lauren. You was always going to still be obnoxious Lauren. You was always going to be loud and, and the funny one in the room. You was always going to be... You had to throw obnoxious in there then. Yeah, because that's you. You was always, you was always going to still be that, but I felt like a part of you was fighting in the sense of, I've had a baby, but yeah, I can still jump in straight back into this, or I've had a baby, but yeah, I can still do that, or I had a baby, but yeah, I'm still this person. And then I think for me, watching it, it just felt like you was fighting to be that person and not realising you was becoming more. It, I think, if, if I'm trying to put it in a way that makes sense. It was almost like, to me again, correct me if I'm wrong, 
it almost it was almost like you thought of yourself before having Henny as a hundred percent. Then you had Henny, and you were trying to get back to that hundred percent, not realizing that you was just now one hundred and ten percent, one hundred twenty percent. You were still building, you were still adding on. No, you hadn't lost anything. I think yeah, I think it's a bit of that, and I think also it was a bit of. I was trying to get back to that person, but not realizing that I'm actually I've grown past that person. Yeah, and I. Because that's the only person I ever knew and I thought I was so happy with being that I actually... Not I wasn't happy in the, is a negative thing, but, like, I want to grow past you. I don't want to go back. Do you get what I mean? But I think that... The point that I'm trying to get to with all this is I think that within the past few years of me really working on myself and literally loving myself, and that, and I'm not just saying a fucking face mask, I'm literally talking about, like... um really like self-analysis like really sitting down and realizing like I can't talk to my friends this way I can't I can't react in certain situations this way I can't like the good the bad and the ugly is basically what I'm saying even like even just family shit like I've got the best mum and dad in the world and they've brought me up and they've spoiled me and they've struggled and they've I didn't even know when I'd gone to America at 16 I was not aware at all until I've gotten older that they had to take out a loan you looking for your drink okay um I, I they had to take out a loan in order for me to get that dream I just obviously as a kid just thought they just did it because that's what my parents have always done they've just done it and obviously now I'm a parent and I'm and I've had to just reflect on everything like that and just reflect on myself as a daughter as a girlfriend as a friend and like I said, the good, the bad and the ugly. And I think that's what's helped me these past couple of years. And that's what I just think will help just a lot of women in these relationships where they feel like they're losing themselves. Like I got one message off a girl that was basically saying she just felt like she would never get the, like the, 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 the happy family, the mom, dad, baby, and how it all, like, basically how it's supposed to be and I just think like sometimes and that's why I went on and did a story about you know the fe- the the Disney princesses on um on how as a Disney princess we, it's just all bullshit you never see the um you never see the end do you know what I mean sorry I've just seen it you never see the end you never see what happens after the marriage you just see the fucking unicorns fairies and the fucking twinkles and then that's it you don't see cinderella what's her name cinderella and my man you don't know what happens prince charming she got is she got prince charming cinderella she gets prince charming yeah whatever they're all fucking prince charmings aren't they you don't see what happens to them they've all got different names in it the princess i swear they're not all just prince charming yeah they are you've got a cinderella aurora yeah but i swear their princes all have different names well whatever ken John, Phil, they're all princes. You just don't ever see that next bit. You don't ever see the real. And I just wanted... I, like, obviously, Snow White, after she gets with her man... Seven Dwarfs. They they, they, they start to live happily ever after, look for somewhere to move in, but then four months later, she realises she, she's pregnant and she thinks it's his. Then she has the baby and the baby comes out really small because she actually had sex with one of the dwarfs before Prince Charming came along. She didn't know. Now they're dealing with that triangle because the prince loves Snow White, but the baby's not his. Can it... I mean, that could be a story. You don't know. You don't know what happens afterwards. You know what I'm trying to say? No, I could... Me. No, so somebody has asked... Um, yeah, so you just never see that bit. And I just think in a relationship, it's just so important. I think that 
I can speak just speaking on behalf of like women I just think it's important that we put ourselves first and I don't think we need to be blinded by the the what that what we've been trained to think is what we need so for example when that girl messaged me it was like I just don't think you know my partner's gone now I just don't think it's in the cards for us and like I've this, I've had her on here before Kelly she's a single mom and she is just so positive. Wait, was Kelly the same person you... Kelly, no, no, Kelly wasn't the person that messaged me. Oh, right. But I'm just using Kelly as an example, and I know she wouldn't mind. I've had Kelly on here, and she spoke about it. Kelly's had a baby um, with her ex-partner, and he's just not in the baby's life. And if you ask her about being a mom and not having that, you know, what we look at as, you know, that perfect mom, dad, baby scenario how she feels she's honestly the most positive happiest person ever about it just being them too like it was sick when she was on my chat which is saved if you want to go back to it but she talks about like i love she's like i love being a single parent like it's literally i don't have to answer to no one it's just me not it's just our rules it's just what i want my rules what i want and she just speaks on it so positively and she's just so happy and obviously you know, you're going to have the people saying, does she really feel like that? And I genuinely really think she does. Like, she's so genuine with it. And I think we just literally have to find our happiness in... We can't dwell on the, those things. Do you get what I mean? Plus, for example... Sorry to cut you. For example, when growing up, did I think I was going to be with someone that had a child? No. Nobody ever thinks that. Do you get what I mean? Um... You don't think, oh my God, when I grow up, I can't wait to have a, a guy that's got a baby mom. Do you get what I mean? That's just not something that you, you've, you've been trained to grow up thinking. Do you get what I mean? So, but now I've got someone that's got that. Am I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm at a loss. I don't, I feel like that's bettered me. I feel like me having Liana has only added to my life. I don't, I don't look at that as a negative thing. I don't look at getting with someone that's got a kid is a bad thing. I think it's just the way you set your mind and that's just... When it comes to the whole self-love thing, I just feel like... How, I feel you. like it's all about... Perspective. It's all about training and, and retraining your way of thinking. So pe uh, people tend to think, because of how society pushed it, I guess, is that, you know, having the children and the parents being together is the perfect... Um, scenario and you know you have the house and the, the 2.4 whatever it is they call it and with the 2.4 kids and the fence and all that bollocks but when you actually deep it it's not necessarily perfect or the best up it's the easiest one because you've got two people that can come together and split the rent split the bills split the responsibilities you that guy has that um, responsibility this woman has and sometimes they don't you have the company together and which is what I'm trying to get yeah, to yeah. in the sense of that's everyone envisions it when you have the mum and the dad and the kid but that's not necessarily always as it is you can have the mum and dad and the kid and the dad is whatless when it comes to the kids he works and he fixes this and he does the other things but when it comes to the kids he has nothing to do with it he ain't baffling he ain't brushing the hair he ain't and the mum might find that, like, like that's, that's negative for her. She needs a little bit of help with that. She wouldn't mind if... Oh, sorry, I didn't slap it. She wouldn't mind if you did less of this and more of this. Like, she can also put a screw, screw in a light bulb. She can also put up a shelf. But what she needs help with... Are you all right? I'm joking. So dramatic. Um, but she needs help with the kids. Or it could be... 
yeah, you've got mum and dad in the house, but mum and dad are arguing 24-7. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, mum and dad's in the house, but mum and dad are only in the relationship together because they've got the kids and it's time, sir. But they actually are really stale. And now what the kids are growing up and seeing as mum and dad, growing up and seeing as what parenting should be like or what a relationship should be like, isn't actually to its full extent because mum and dad checked out 20 years ago, but they're just doing it to split the rent, be around the kids because they feel like it's the bright thing mm-hmm, to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas if maybe those two those two were to split apart, mum might find someone else or mum might be even just happier by herself and dad might be happy by himself. And now parents are actually seeing their mum and dad to the full extent of happiness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just about, I personally think it's about retraining. Obviously, I'm coming from a household where I didn't have my, well, my dad was kind of half ass in and out, in and out, did a shit job of that until I finally got to an age where I fucked him off myself. Um, and then it was me and mum and me and mum were best of friends. It was mother and son, but we were like best friends. So I find it a bit, it's like a little bit of a kick in my mother's teeth to to to, 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 to think that you must have mum and dad together to be the perfect scenario when it's not because me and my mum had a I had a great childhood you know what I mean and don't get me wrong I'm sure 100%. my mum my mum 100% my mum struggled at, at times and whatever but then I've also I've seen my mum be a manager of um, a car from warehouse and an area manager and like and then had her own business and like I've seen her do great things that someone would, wouldn't deem a single mum can do because it's like it's just because mum is raising a child by herself doesn't mean that their life is now a struggle, struggle it's or, not yeah or it means like their life is over <laughs> it doesn't over mean it automatically or, means yeah. they struggle they, do, they really don't and in the same breath it doesn't mean that just because a just because people are together it means that that life is easy plain sailing three it's holidays plain sailing, a year. three holidays it's easy oh my god it's a breeze because it's just not and that's why I'm saying I think it really really this is where the like the self love could even be you realizing this is stale, you know. Like you're not the person for me. You are not mine. Run its course. Flame. It's run its course. Like that. That is also a a, a part of self love. When you're looking at this person, if you have to question, if you have to ask, if you have to literally ask, should I stay with this person? Do you get what I mean? It's kind of you're answering that question itself. Like, the fact that, yeah, I shouldn't have to ask, do I want to be with Ryan? Because the fact that I'm asking... I'm pretty sure there's been a couple of times where you thought that, do I really want to go back to this house with this guy? Do I want... Can I see... I don't really want to see him again. I think I want to end this. There must have been times. No, but I I think it's different. I think it's... I think it's when... I think it's different. I'm finally struggling to articulate myself today, but I think it's different. If that's a mid-argument and I've gone and I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to go home to this guy... But when you're literally, you're at the end of your tether and you're literally sitting down and you're like deep, deep in it and you're thinking, do I actually want to be with this human? Like, no bullshit. Like, I cannot cry and say it. Do I want to be, like, is this where, is this my happy ever after? For real. And that's another thing I was saying. Everybody's happy ever after isn't the movie. I was saying, everyone's happy ever after. You have to kind of, you need to paint it yourself. It's not fucking... Ariel, you go for having a tail and you grow your legs and you go onto a boat and you live your rest of your life at sea. No, it's bullshit, like... Plus, let me add, as well, speak, seeing as you're speaking about happily ever after, and it is a lot of things that are trained into our thinking of growing up because, for example, I know we're focusing on Disney, but most of the Disney films, girl meets boy, girl has some sort of issue, boy helps to overcome it, they get together, they live happily ever after. 
when you're uh, growing up seeing your parents, you may see an argument, you may see, but parents try to do the best that they can to shield you from it. So you don't quite get the full in and out. You don't quite get the full reasons why mum and dad were arguing or whatever, whatever. So you don't necessarily know what they were going through. So in your head, it was still, you know, mum and dad are cool. Yeah, I mean, you, don't, you probably don't even think, yeah, they argue. You just think, yeah, mum and dad were good. Now, what I'm saying is with this happily um, ever after that we're looking for, it's like, your happily ever after might be that. Yeah, everyone's is different. That you have no kids and you go and live the rest of your life in Marbella. You know what I mean? In your van. In, in your van. van. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. <laughs> in your van on our drive. <laughs> or, like, everyone's happily ever after is different. But what you, what you have to realise and what I'm trying to get to is, I know in the Disney stories they find their perfect partner and live happily ever after, but nothing falls in your lap. Like, I've found Lauren and Lauren is my happily ever after, but we found each other and we started working together we found each other and we started building this little mini empire that we've got together we didn't just sit here and go well we're in love now so happily ever should just fall in our lap money should just fall in our hand yeah a house should just fall in our lap three holidays a year should just fall in our lap the two pets should fall in our lap beautiful kids should fall in our laps like i can make this into a rhyme like we've never well we have been on a family holiday we went florida but yeah we've never been on a holiday no we've never been on we went paris twice yeah, but we've not been on... I'm told that, that was like a week... Not in a horrible way, but that's like a city break. We've never been on holiday. Yeah, we're in that this year. We're going... Where are we going? Um, Riyadh. Grand Canaries. Going Grand Canaries. Anyway. With Riyadh. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is... Hello, Reggie. You meeting someone is literally the first step in your happily ever after. Mm -hmm. You then have... So much more work and so much more... Oh, my God. ...trials and tribulations and struggles and things you'd have to get over to... Before you even start building together, just come to a, 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 just to come 100%. to the custom a feeling of being together and living in each other's space. It's and not knowing, getting married and end. Yeah, and knowing what this person makes her tick or doesn't make her tick or them understanding has them just being able to love them. Even in the bedroom, you have to understand how sexually to please them because you might you might have had 500, 500 partners in in your past, but they might like 500 different ways of doing it than this one and now you've got to learn and discover that together so a lot of people think oh my god I haven't got I haven't my baby daddy's not with me I'm never going to find someone that loves me I'm never going to get a happily ever after but that person loving you doesn't equate to happily ever after and just on the sex thing as well that's another thing like in a relationship you have to talk about oh someone is horny check you just trying to stay on this usually you're trying to skirt past that usually it's me but go on talk, talk your shit just saying, talk your shit babe <laughs> Um, no, what was you saying? I was just saying that's another thing that you need to do within a relationship. You need to talk to each other. Like, what what do, does it... What? I mean, I wouldn't say you got to talk about that. No, not talk about it, but like I'm saying in the like, bed. I don't think we've ever sat down. No, I've not sat down with a fucking notepad and said, right, so... When you're rubbing the clit, I don't want it to be like a DJ. I don't want you to go hell for fucking leather. I just want you to bring it back and I just want you to slow jam it. Slow jam it. Okay, okay. Circles. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I, we've not Follow had that the vinyl around. Do you know what Don't I mean? scratch the vinyl. Follow it. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, like, in the moment, I can be like... Yeah. Let me turn over. Doggy one same. Do you know what I mean? Doggy one same. But like I say, it's just, it's just a feel, but in that same, in that same, in the same principle of um, feeling each other out sexually, you also have to feel each other out just regularly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It can be something as simple as where you sit on the sofa. Like, I know that sounds stupid, but... 
when we, I mean, we don't really use the puffer um, in this house, but in the old flat, we used to, we used to have, you know, the I, don't know, I call it a puffer, is it like a footstool? Yeah, we, did, we or, had the leg, we had the L shape. Yeah, but then we had the other one as well. Oh, yeah. But it was like, Lauren always had the L shape and I was always in that corner and sometimes I'd use the puffer, but that was just our spots. You know what I mean? And then there were the odd times that we'd sit on the other side of the chair and we'd both look at each other like, this is, this right. is weird, I want yeah. my spot back and we'd swap back over and there's, but you have to kind of come to, and it could be something, it could be something as, Small as that, that causes a bit of a gripe because every time you come in the lounge, you want to sit in your seat and you're sitting there and you're like, if this, if you don't fucking move from us, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I know that's a really sh- petty and stupid thing to talk about, but those are the type of things, especially when you're living with someone or especially when you're, I, I think someone, when we was having um, Hendrix, just after we had Hendrix, a friend of mine called David Aliu, he messaged me and he was like, wow, I see you and Lauren, you're happy together. You just moved in, you've had a kid. Those are... I think he said those are two out of the four things that if a relationship can get through, you're on, you're on a good path to being forever kind of thing. So I was like, well, what's the other two things? And he was saying the other one was money and the other one was illness. And what he didn't know is he was broke as shit. So he was actually going through three of the four things. Oh, really, bro- <laughs> we all were- at the same damn time. Bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. We literally moved in. And seven- health, because of mentally. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah all four. Uh, we moved in and seven days later had Hendrix and was broke the whole way through that. You know what I mean? And then you had postnatal depression. So we was literally dealing with all four, you're right, at the same time. But we got through it. You know and what I mean? And you were depressed so- as well. Yeah, then we me were trying both to fucking yeah. depressed bastards, weren't we? Oh my god, that poor house, <laughs> them walls, the things they saw. They were think they go into one the house in one room, one's crying, the other room, the other one's crying. Poor things. I mean, I weren't. I know you weren't crying, but you were. You were no, I was, I was keeping. I was being manly you about keep it. it. Oh, fucking no, hell, right? no, too much. No. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so yeah, so basically that's just what I wanted to say. So what? Let me. So let me. Let me. Let me take it. Someone let has me. a question. Then can I ask you this? Because somebody asked it. Oh, yeah, sure. As a man, Ryan, did you ever feel you were second best when it came to your child? Because I feel a lot of men can't handle the fact that they aren't number one anymore, and the child comes first. I just feel like. So well, let me answer that. You so didn't. I think I think because you're a big grown man and you're not going to compare yourself. No, no, not to even a that. Child no, because I can understand. No, no, I can understand where that's come from. I get it, and this is how I'm going to clarify it so you understand. I can get why she would think that. What I would say is to I, I don't want to say your name just in case you don't want your name to be said. But I mean, to that she person, wrote she wrote the comment. So yeah, what I'm saying is, it. what I would say is it might not be necessarily that, and it might be you've kind of looked at it slightly different. It's not. For me, and I'm talking from, I would like to say I'm a level-headed guy who try and kind of, you know, tries to put other people. Why, why are you looking? Why are you pulling your face like that? No, you're a level-headed guy. Someone's not level-headed. I had something in my eye. Yo. Would you, would you like a wipe? Would you like some eye drops? I got some eye drops in the fridge. Would you like some? Shall <laughs> no. I get that? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say is, I don't feel like I'm a dickhead. Go on, say something. <laughs> Right. Anyway, we don't feel like we are now less important. I didn't anyway. I definitely, my kids are more important than anybody. Um, My kids are the only only people in the world that I, what's the word I'm looking for? Love unconditionally. Yeah. And I'll break that down again in a second in case somebody thinks, wow, you don't love love unconditionally. I don't. I don't. I really don't. Because if I came home and she was stabbing one of the kids, I don't love her anymore. I probably stab her to try and save the other kid and keep it moving. I don't. Like, unconditionally. Whereas, if I come in and one of my kids was stabbing one of the other kids, I'm going to be upset. 
I'm going to be broken. I'm going to try and save the life. And <laughs> you need to touch, especially with Hendrix's temper. I'm just saying, but I'm still going to love that kid. I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, if your kid grows up to be a serial killer, you're going to want it. You're going to try and do your best efforts to stop that guy from being a serial killer, but you're still going to love your kid. It's unconditional. Yeah? I'm just, yeah, keep knocking the wood. I'm just saying, let me touch wood as well, just in case. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is... Yeah. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer kids, like, you, you are right. Let me go back to what I was trying to say is, it's not a case of us feeling like we're second base. It's us feeling sometimes we can get neglected. Unsolved mysteries, fucking Hendry pop, Hendrix popping up. Sometimes we get neglected now. As a guy, especially if you're trying to if you're trying to do the the right thing, when you um when you are having a child, you go into supportive role. It is about the mother it is about the baby and you trying to keep the mother as happy and as healthy and as mentally stable as you can so that she can successfully and healthily bring that baby into the world and you play this supportive role in whatever way you can i used to i used to rub your feet every day no i can't lie right i cannot lie to you when i was pregnant it was the best time even though i hated all of the six years i was pregnant it was the best six years in our relationship. Ryan was the most attentive, loving. Like, there was one time, I kid you not, we used to... So, let me set the scene. We were broke. We lived with my mum and dad. We were living in my mum and dad's basement on a futon, which was just bigger than a single bed. Like, literally just bigger than a single bed. And Ryan's feet hang, hung off. Ryan's six foot seven. His calves... Halfway through his calves, he hung off this bed. That's how small this bed was. And obviously, I was the size of... The Titanic. So anyway, there was one time we were sleeping in this bed and I was so uncomfy. It was like three o'clock in the morning and I was so hungry because obviously, of course I was. I was fucking huge. What else did I do? Eat. So Ryan was like, babe, what's wrong? Like at three o'clock in the morning, I was like, I'm just uncomfortable, I'm hungry. He's like, do you want food? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I'll go get you food. And I was like, no, no, it's late, you'd have to do that. He's like, no, I'll get you food. And he fucking got up and went and got me fucking back. He went and got me, like, three double cheeseburgers, which he was half of the reason why I was so huge. But I fucking ate them all, and I loved it. I fucking loved it. And he was so attentive. You were such a good pregnant man, pregnant boyfriend. I hope you like that again. Thanks, baby. You're not just like, she's fucking had it now. Um, what what kind of happens for us though as the supportive um, the supportive person is we support 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 you have the baby and then we support 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 in those first early days and weeks where you can't do anything because you know you just had a baby rightfully so you had need to relax C-section or normal um, and then you have the baby and you support 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 the baby and then everyone comes to see the baby and when they come to make they come and they congratulate the mum and they make sure like they congratulate the couple but it's more like congratulate the mum and make sure the mum's okay and Did what can the mum do and what can the baby do and no one actually ever supports the dad ever like I'm gonna keep it at book 50 at no point throughout the whole pregnancy does uh, the dad you probably have that if I'm being honest you probably have that one conversation when you first tell your mandem and they'll be like yo fam you're having a rare time yo that's sick and they're like they'll dap you up or they'll give you a hug and be like yo yeah man anything you need let me know and you'll have that one conversation with them but that's pretty much where it ends when it comes to support for the dad now what you have to someone right. said he's staring into her soul and April just put nah he's just waiting for it to finish so he can talk <laughs> thanks April um, but what um, of course he's not staring into my soul in that in that kind of lack of I guess support what what 
we don't tend to understand. And to be fair, it's kind of rightfully so because you and the health of you and the baby is more important than anything when you're pregnant. And have and being pregnant is hard, you know. Yeah, I, I get that, but let me finish because it's not a competition here. So let me finish. What I'm trying to say No, is, no, it's not. But you're saying it's all about the dad, but... No, it needs not, to be all about the mum. No, this, I just literally said, and rightfully so, like, okay. I can't can't put that any clearer than that. I, I just literally to, just, just said, the baby okay, and I the mum, okay. rightfully so, right. is more important than okay. the dad, literally. Okay, literally, I just, I'm glad you said it, because right. literally you've never but been But what happened, all right, but I'm just, I'm just trying to help you, you like, because... When you like getting this argument or you're getting this, well, you know, he's mad at me because, you know, I'm putting the kids first. I'm trying to enlighten you so you can listen to it and take it in all you can. Right off, Lord Jesus, we're here again. Go on. Well, maybe you should learn a thing or two for the next baby. So what I'm trying to say is... <laughs> Who said this going to be the next baby talking to me like this? I, I'm, I'd happily just settle with laying, ain't it? Yeah, because you got what you wanted. <laughs> you got a boy and a girl. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is... I've got a boy and a girl and they both stress me out. You done? I want one calm one. You done? Go and talk, because that's all you want to do. What I'm trying to say is, um, while you're pregnant, the dad is literally worrying about everything. And not only is he worrying about everything in the sense of, have we got enough money? Have we got all the things that we need for the baby? Is she happy? Do I need to go at 3am and get burgers? Have I got the right thing in the burgers? She said no gherkins last week, but this week she wants gherkins. Do I get extra gherkins? Like, literally, have I got the right sauce? It was sweet curry last week. Maybe it's barbecue this week. I don't know. Let me get let me get all the sauces. But then you get all the sauces and she's looking at it, but why have we got all the sauces? sauces? I only want the one sauce. Like, we're juggling all these things. And then literally it's like, we also are struggling to understand what you're going through. So imagine trying to support someone but having no idea what you're actually feeling. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And because we're worrying because we want the best for you, we're trying it and then sometimes we try and you fuck and it also and it changes. It's always a moving goalpost, which again, rightfully so, you can't control that. It. your hormones, your hormones and what you're going through and whatever. No, I'm not trying to judge it at all. Like, But it is a moving goalpost. So we're forever chasing, trying to get to a point where you're happy because what, Dads, I want to say men, but it's not men because women do it too, but dads, especially in that role, what you tend to do is you try to be the person who has the solution. You're hungry, let me get you food. You're ill, and let, me get, just you anyway. let me get medication. You're thirsty, let me get you water. That is when, Ryan in a nutshell. But then when Ryan you, always wants to solve. But then when you say, I don't know, I just feel, I, I just don't feel right, we're like, what the fuck what does the that fuck mean? do I do with that? Where do I go? And all we want to do is make you happy and kind of make you stable. You know what I mean? And make everyone cool. And so it does build up. It does. That's why I think when, when we had Hendrix, I mean, I did the same thing with Leona, but when we had Hendrix, you, you finally had him. Like he came out, he, he was pulled out of you and you stopped shivering and shaking from the infection. And he finally started breathing and he, was, he wasn't blue and gray anymore. And the doctors actually put him in our arms and said, you have a baby boy. Cause there was a good half an hour space between that where we wasn't yeah. fucking sure what was going on. Yeah. And well, literally- he wasn't sure. I was over there high. Like, <laughs> what's happening? I got an infection. I'm drunk. <laughs> when that happened, I literally was like, right, can I leave for a sec? Left, went out of the room, phoned my mum and broke down into tears because it was like, finally, mission complete. And it's like a 10-month mission. You get what I mean? And I don't think people understand that. And then what happens after that is... You made it out the gulag. Yeah, but what what (laughs) happens after that is then 
Everything is again about the baby, about the mum, 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 and you've now got to do this for the baby. You now got to do this for the mum. You now got to do, and no one's ever like, big man, are you all right? Like, what can we do for you? And that's why sometimes you might get that feeling where they feel like we're second best. It's not. We just might feel a little neglected, and sometimes it literally is just you turn around and go in, babe. What do you want a McDonald's? Let me go get you a McDonald's. And Yo, my wife said, when I discharge them, I'm a midwife, when I discharge them from the hospital, I always tell the dads to eat, sleep and look after himself um, too, as well as looking after each I think, other. Yeah, you know what? And I think one thing that Lauren did, and I don't know if you, I mean, no, you purposed, yeah, it was a purpose, you didn't accidentally do this. When we had Hendrix, so again, as you're probably aware, if you've listened before, Lauren had an infection, Hendrix had an infection, we was in the hospital for about two weeks afterwards before we could actually take him out and come home. And for two weeks... Like, you see this chair that I'm in now, this single chair. Imagine half of it, because this is a love seat room. So imagine half the chair. Now imagine it's broke. It's supposed to go back. Oh, my God. And the so legs, we had a chair in the hospital. The legs are supposed to go out so I can have a bed in it. But it was the one broke. broke chair in the hospital. And now now, now you've got the picture that's broken. Now imagine that the chair's also slanted to the right, okay? So that was my home, my bed, my space for two weeks. But then there was one day she looked at me and she said, you've got a game tomorrow. No, it was to that day. You've got a game later on. Just go. And obviously, I'm in like dad mode. No, I can't leave you. You've got any friends. She's like, we're cool. Like, go no one's bed. in pain. Go all home. They're, literally, they're literally just monitoring and waiting for us to get past the level to go home. We're all right. I'm milking. He's fine. He's sleeping. Milking. Go play your game. Release whatever you need to release. Just go. And yeah, I was, I was so reluctant. And she was like, babe. Scene, he was still playing basketball at the time. He was still in season. So, well, they just started the season. When I had Hendrix in September, basketball season starts in September. I had Hendrix on the Wednesday and it came to the Saturday and he had a game. And he was honestly sleeping in the shit thing, on the shit thing. And the game was in like Leeds. It was far. Well, Leeds isn't too far, but it was an away game. And I literally was just like, I could see. Like, you ladies, you know, when your man's like this, and I was like, oh, what, my what God. What was that? Just That's the, what you look just like. Just for the podcasters, what are you doing right now? I'm, like, shaking my head and looking like a psycho. So <laughs> you all know what I'm talking about. And he just looked... And I remember just sitting there and thinking, I can have somebody come and sit with me. Like, my mum will come. I won't be on my own. And even if I, I'm on my own with this kid, nothing's going to happen. The nurses are here. I'll be fine. I'm not on my own. I'm not going to kill it. So I'll be okay. So I was like, babe, go and play this game. Because in my head, I'm thinking, you are going to explode in this room. And I'm going to end up punching you in the face because you're going to explode in the room. At the time, I don't need you to explode in the room. Like, Hendrix will have done a shit or he's not latching on or something. And I was like, I beg you go and play this game. I think you got fouled out. No, you... no, I didn't. I had, a, I had an amazing game. game. I dropped like 20-something points and absolutely okay, went out. But, um, I was like, go and release whatever you need to release. But it, but it, it go works. home and have a shower. Remember, because I was like, don't come here and have a shower. Go home and have a shower. Be at home for a little bit. Like, even sit down on the sofa, eat some dinner, and then just come here later on when you're ready. If we're asleep, we're asleep. If we're awake, we're awake. And then when I, when you came back, I was, you, I woke up and you were there. And it, it did wonders. And Because you were driving me up the wall. Yeah, and weren't even purposely. It's just, it's just... No, I know, just because you were like, you said you were on edge. And yeah, so I think because, and again, I, I can't stress rightfully so, you know, you've been carrying that baby for nine, ten months. Once you have the baby, it should be like... I love him. Yeah, it should be like... Gearing towards 12. It should be like, you know, put your feet up or can I do this or go on a spa or go with your girls or whatever it might be, it 100% should be. But mandem, you also need to have, you know, even if it's an hour or two and it doesn't matter what it is, if you need to like... So one thing that I used to do, 
when we first, when we had Hendricks, and I used to do it with Leona too. So I tried to do as much of the feeding as possible. So when he was breastfeeding, obviously I couldn't breastfeed. But when we was doing bottles, it was like you doing a bottle, I'm doing a bottle. If you, if the Hendricks wakes up one night and you did it the night before, I did it the next night. Same with Leona. Like I've never been that dad that's like. I'm not feeding the baby or I'm not changing the nappy. I've never been that. Oh, like I'm not waking up in the night. Nah, you were really never, good with that. Up. But what I, what I did was, if the if Hendrix did wake up and I gave him a button, he weren't going back to sleep, PlayStation time, and I'd have him chilling in my lap while I'm playing the PlayStation and I was literally getting, it was two birds. Henny's not going to sleep anytime soon. So rather than fight, you know when you do that half asleep, you trying to fight, I'd just be like, take the owl, wake up. And then I'd have a bit of me time just playing the PlayStation. And I know it sounds stupid and I guess... That's a man thing. Maybe for you guys, for you, maybe it would be watch a makeup tutorial because that's your thing, cool. But for me, that little half an hour, an hour before we went back to sleep of me time was what I needed that I felt guilty of trying to do in the daytime when we're both running around after the kid and I'm you're still, still in stitches. And you're still got stitches in your stomach and I just felt like I needed that then. So <laughs> I saw a meme today that said, the baby's good, I'm watching it. A young black father's proverb. <laughs> like, like, he's cool. That Brian used to say that. He's cool. I see him. And I'm like, no, bro, bro is he good? Like, does he need a thing? Bro, I can see him. He's fine. Like, he's good. And that literally. is... That is literally you. So, yes, right. Let's go on to some of these questions. Um, that was asked. That was asked. That was asked. That was asked. So, somebody has asked... Where the rest of them? Okay, here we go. Somebody asked, should I... No, that's not about self-love, is it? Keep it to self-love. Oh, self-love, self-love, self-love. Because we asked... How did you learn... We put up a thing saying, send us questions about self-love, and then some people just went left, like, self-love, that's what we're talking about today. Relationship with you. Okay, right. Somebody said, how did you learn to overcome past past experiences and to love yourself during your relationship with Rye? What did you learn about yourself and the while allowing her to heal and find herself and grow during your relationship. Wait, let me read that again. Those, those, there's two separate questions there, isn't it? So, well, yes, there's more than one question mark, so that would mean there's more than one question. Well, actually, there's one question mark, and it's at the end. Oh, OK. Sorry. Oh, yeah, but she says here in the sorry, middle... Sorry, fucking teacher Ryan. It says it and writes up, right. GCSE Ryan, fucking hell. How did you learn to over... Do you over- wear Birkenstocks and socks when you teach? You don't. The Birkenstocks were just the front bit on. Are you done? And you wear a... Are you done? Do you wear a sweater vest? Are you done? <laughs> and your shirt's all, like, crinkled up like this and it wasn't quite ironed properly. Are you done? Is that what you do? Are you done? And you sh- your pants just fit. Are you done? There's a bit of a flood somewhere, so you- they're a little bit of a jack-up. Is that what you look like? Are you done? And you wear crazy socks so we know you've got a personality. <laughs> You know, you know them teachers. You know them teachers. Everything's beige. Everything's beige. And then they have the crazy socks on. Because they were like, Lisa, Sharon, Sharon, we'll get me the crazy socks for the kids. No, I'm down. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, you don't. (laughs) Fucking dickhead. There's two separate questions here. One's for you and one's for me. So the one for you is, how did you learn to overcome past experiences and to love yourself during your relationship? Um, how did I overcome past that series love myself in a relationship? I 
Why did you just repeat the question? I'm gonna literally just said the question to you. Because I was still on Groovy Sock Guy. <laughs> I was still on Groovy Sock Teacher. <laughs> I was thinking of all them teachers that used to come in and be like, hi class, how we, and, and you know, pull up the pants before they sit down. So, I felt like it was always the music teacher. I felt like the English teacher just kept it straight and narrow. I felt like it was always the music teacher or the drama teacher. Or the maths. Or the art teacher. The maths. Oh, the art teacher didn't. The yeah. art teacher would have what? like some... F- no, I'm saying they would have the socks, but then the art teacher, you always knew they were the art teacher because they fucking always had a pencil behind their ear. Or do you, they had some crazy hairstyle. Yeah, my let, one had a crazy hairstyle. Yeah, well. they always had some crazy... Like, because they had to be quirky. They had to be off the boat. Like, yeah, you can't know. just be box standard art teacher. You can't be just a box sort. standard art teacher that fucking goes to Dunelm. You had to be an, one that goes to a thrift store. And, and I don't know, <laughs> was it me? Or I feel like all science teachers just didn't give a fuck. It was like, here, take a Bunsen burner, do whatever you want with it. No, that was my history teacher. My history teacher used to be like, read page 45. There was a war once. <laughs> Some motherfucker won. Go. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, but sorry, what was that question? I'm sorry, please repeat it. <laughs> I'm annoying you tonight. Right, come on. How did, did you, you learn, learn to overcome your past experiences and love right love yourself during the relationship? If I'm honest, I'm still on that process. I'm um it was a lot of self self analysis. It was a lot of past relationships kind of going through what why they were shit, why I allowed men to treat me like shit, why I was a piece of shit at times, um, why I was shit in friendships, um why I was just shit altogether. Um, and then the good parts of me, why I was good in a relationship. I've really had to do a lot of self... self-analysis, self-growth and self-really understanding who the fuck I am. Um, so to overcome that, it was just having an honest and open conversation with me, maybe writing things down, um, talking to friends about it. Um, I mean, a big thing here that you're not mentioning that I feel like you should mention because they're still up there for everyone to read. Oh, my blogs. blogs. Oh, my God, How yeah. How did you learn to overcome Sorry. past events? You freaking, you wrote it down. Oh, my God. That, yeah, that's what I was saying. I wrote blogs. So all my blogs are on... Um, oh, it's Mumbai. about 65 of them or 75 yeah. of them. And it's mad. I went through some of them the other day. I had the open letter I wrote to Serena after she lost and I was like, oh. But yeah, blogging. Blogging really helped me and I really need to get back to it because it was so good and so therapeutic therapeutic um so yeah i started a blog if i'm honest and just started writing and being in writing it being really honest like no matter and sometimes it's caused grief between our co-parenting relationships because i was i would just write exactly how i feel if i was pissed off i was pissed off if i was happy i was happy if i was fucking over being a mom i was over being a mom i was just done and i think Writing it down and blogging about it was just amazing. So, yeah, if you want to go read any of the I past think, blogs... I think one thing that you... Yeah, no, say that louder. I got you off right at the crunch time. Go and tell them. Where's Mumbad.com. Um, One thing that I think you write in the blogs that allowed you to do was it allowed you a space to be completely 100% free and open and then you were able to see... Other people were the same. We're going through the same shit. Well, there was that. Yeah, 100% that was that. You was able to see that other people going through the same things, but you was also able to see that in you writing a blog saying, I really cannot be fucked with my kids today, it wasn't the end of the world. Like, you didn't get no backlash. backlash. No one showed up at your yard to take your kids away. And you realise, oh, actually, I can 
I can, I'm I can speak how I want to feel. I'm allowed to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And I think once you kind of had that space and that platform and then was then getting praise from people for doing that and then on top of that was having people saying, oh my God, I felt the same way on Tuesday. I just wanted to put them both in the bin. You kind of realised it's normal to have these mm-hmm. things that were in your head weighing so heavy on you. And I think that did shed some of that weight, mm-hmm. which was what I was going to get onto in a sense of when it comes to loving yourself, you need to find an outlet, especially when you're in a relationship, you need to find an outlet that has nothing to do with that person. Mm-hmm. Now, that can be something you already was doing, already had that you brought into the relationship that you maybe put on hold or have put on a back burner because you was in that relationship, or it might be something new. And it's all, it's all well and good if your partner um, has an interest in it. Like, used to, you, love used ma- you like makeup now. Before, Even the blogs used to read over my blogs. Yeah, and I used, used to, to read and edit, and I did. A, I did like a little get. I, I kind of, I broke into a laptop and did a guest blog just to. I think I was just praising you if I'm honest. I felt like you needed to hear it, but um, you were cute. It was a fucking cute blog. You should it, all go read it. But I'm saying if you, if you think about your makeup, when I met you, you wasn't really into makeup. Like you had makeup, but you wasn't into it in the sense of you weren't watching YouTube and buying this and buying that. Awesome. You wasn't at all. And I don't now want to become a makeup artist, but I have an interest in it because you have an interest in it, which is fine. But I feel like if you then find the lane, if if I was to now come in and I'm doing up my um, palettes and shit on my eye. I come in like, and you're doing Ree's fucking smoky eye. You know what I mean? And you'd a be like, <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? Why the fuck is her eyeshadow so bum? Um, I'm saying, I'm now taking your lane. And what is that lip liner? And I'm, I'm taking your space that's yours. Does that make sense? Um, so the I would way, say... I don't touch that PlayStation. I mean, I wouldn't even say the PlayStation is my no, outlet. That's not your outlet, but I'm saying it's one-off and I just, I'm not... The PlayStation for me is more of a mindless thing. Just like right now, because I haven't got the, because I haven't got, because I cannot find a PlayStation Five in stock to save my life, and I refuse to play the PS Four unless it's with the kids until I get the PS Five. My mindless thing is now Angry Birds, and I don't know why it's Angry Birds, but it is. Yeah, that is your little thing. I don't know why it is, but whenever I just in a space where I don't want to do work, I don't want to. For some reason, I'm playing Angry Birds. It is what it is, but that's my little mindless thing. Oh yeah. Um, Love a bit of Angry Birds on the toilet, don't you? Yeah, Angry Birds or scheming. But be, what I'm trying to say is... when Angry you birds are scheming. You sound like such a rapper. <laughs> when you get with someone, you tend to it tends to be like one and one equals two. And I, I mean, I didn't have a sentence to put it in until Rianne said it the other week with her wise self. When she was like, one and one is actually three. It's, I see you, let me get this right. It's you, that person, and then you two together as an entity. Yeah? And She's such a fucking wise owl. She is. And I feel like you need to put... You like the owl off the sword in the stone? You've never seen it. Sword in, oh, in that... Sword in the Soul? Ch- um, not Charlie. What's his name? Ch- Charles. Arthur. Arthur. Because it's about King Arthur. And it's the the wizard has the owl. The wise old owl. I mean, out of all the Disney ones, no one really fucked with that one. If we're Are you honest. joking? If we're keeping it at book 50, out of all of the Disney cartoons, no one I'm really... If you'd said someone like Dumbledore. What, if First you'd said of all, like, I don't know who that is. Dumbledore. Is that Harry Potter? Are you both joking me? Is that Dumbledore. Wizard of Oz? Lord of the Rings. Are you both joking? Dumbledore. I said Wizard of Oz. No, but are you both joking? Who the, who the fuck is the Wizard of Oz? That's Harry Potter, isn't it? You're not fucking with me. Yeah, it is Harry Potter. Why are you saying it like a I'm fucking not, mark, though? I'm not Harry Potter, question mark. I'm not, I'm not Harry Potter. Exclamation mark. I'm not Harry Potter. You don't have to be. Harry Potter, full stop. No, you did. And like, I know. You just said no, no, no. I know Lord of the Rings. There's a general consensus. You're either Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. It's one or the other. You can you can appreciate. Like, I appreciate the later Harry Potter's when he's old and it's a bit more serious but you're either a Lord of the Rings fan or a Harry Potter fan you can't be both it's impossible I'm not and I wasn't a Harry Potter I'm um, done 
So yeah, yeah, but I was saying, if you had said Sebastian, everybody knows who Sebastian is. No, but he wasn't. Sebastian wasn't wise. Sebastian. Sebastian was wasn't wise. Are you all right? Sebastian. That's Sebastian. Yeah, oh. that's what I just. Said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of the fish. What's the fish's name? No one cares about the fish. All flounder. The, yeah, all Flounder needs to do was let her get in trouble. That's what I said. He was a yes man. Yeah, but... She so, was like, should I go over here and do something I shouldn't do? And Flounder was Sebastian. like... Okay. Ariel. Yeah, Ariel was quite wise. Sebastian was quite wise, but he was a bit of a prick. Who was a The wise was owl was sick out the sword in the stone. She was dead. Anyway, we're off on a tangent. We're off on a tangent. As I was saying... Find your lane, find something for you. Said and you in that relationship, try and put as much time and effort into the you entity, your partner entity, and then your entity together. So that could kinda of answer what did you learn about yourself and Lo while allowing her to heal and find herself and grow during your relationship? Um I mean yeah, I guess. I found that um yeah, I guess. That's pretty much the answer to that question. Next yeah. one. <laughs> um, where do you guys see yourself as individuals in two years' time, like a personal goal as such? Um, I see us with our own land, building our own dream house. Um, yeah, a ring would be nice, but, you know. I love how she said, where do you see yourself individually? She's like, I see us as we, as our, <laughs> as... <laughs> where do you see you? In two years? I see myself in two in two years... Oh, Two years, that's a short space. It's a short space. More, if it was five years, I see myself with my own gym, with my own, um, with my own gym, definitely. With Mumbod being bigger, with Snatch by Low taking over, with so many more riders, so many more just smashing it, um, going like around the world doing like little snatch by low little tours um just making women feel like bad motherfucking bees everywhere fact make it helping women find their source and helping them look in the mirror no matter what shape size color no matter what they are they look in the mirror and they think <laughs> you can't tell me shit and that's the snatch by low effect and i see myself owning half of that I love that. Basically. I love um, that. I have... I, think, I can't do that without him. I think, um, for me personally, uh, working at... Because uh, I used to work at DW, and I used to have... Me and... Uh, I used to have a work wife called Tina. Oh, my love God. Tina. love Tina. Miss Tina. Um, I say work wife. She hasn't messaged me since we broke up because um, they went bust. Um, and you went redundant. We you redundant. need to message Tina. She hasn't, she hasn't messaged me, so I'm messaging She was legit his work wife. I mean, she's married, so she's got... No, she was married... Wife. But and you were in a relationship, but you, she legit looked. After it wasn't you. sexual in the size. We just was just very cool. Like she, we just got each other, and so we go on lunch. And we'd always go on these talks and always go on these walks. And I remember um, she's just cute. We was we had this discussion. I remember she said to me like, "Well, what's your thing? Like, I know you're working on Mumbed, and I know you're kind of like the engine um, behind the car that helps keep things moving. What's your thing?" And I said to her, "I don't. I think I had it when I finished." When I played basketball, all I all I had was basketball. That was that was all I wanted to know about was basketball, basketball, basketball. And then I'd done that career and I kind of finished, coming to a point now where I finished that career and I still haven't found something, I found a lane that I want to say, ooh, I want to be the leader of that or the best in that or I want to do this. I haven't found that. What I have found, though, is a lot of skills and a lot of things that I really enjoy develop, developing. Like, I enjoy 
Um, Making images. And I enjoy like uh, yeah, I enjoy the, the Photoshop element and be, and and um, designing the graphics that we use for Mombad. I enjoy building the videos and shooting the videos and sh- doing the, um, having a studio and doing the photography for Mombad. I I I, um, I enjoy the the naturally as a athlete I enjoy the fitness element but also the teaching of it and just being the hype man in the background and bringing that motivation on that energy and it all does somewhat seem like it's for a dream you've had but it's not because it's not because I've, I've never I can honestly say I didn't wake up and have this dream no like, I feel like this is all kind of just happened it's like it was literally like to not sound like a fucking fairy it was like you know when something's written for you but you just it was just written like it's not I've never woke up and thought you know what I'm gonna wake up I'm gonna I'm gonna I've just been an athlete and then from an athlete I fucking had a baby then I had postnatal depression then I blogged about it and then other women felt the same and then I grew this fucking riders of dope ass fucking women online that grew to love me as much as I love them and our energies vibed and then a fucking pandemic happened. And in that pandemic, oh, before that pandemic, I used to work out because I was depressed. And I was like, guys, let's fucking work out on a Wednesday because we're all depressed and we all feel like shit, so let's work out. We had a workout parties. We did that. To bring it back to me for a sec. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no. Just bring it, bring it, because we was talking about me. But Go on. No, no, you, you finish talking about you. Go on. And then we'll bring it back to me. Go on. Go on. No, it's fine. Test the keys to that. Talked to him the whole time. I just, I thought all I heard was I and me and I and I love you and yeah, me. Yeah, but you're and, half and, of the re- and right. my riders and and I. That's all I heard then was I, me. Yeah, me, but I'm saying without are you giving me this fucking you and shooting your load. I wouldn't have fucking done all that thing. You made me depressed because you gave me a baby. Oh, so that's so. It's all I, 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 but when you give me the credit, it's the depression. Well, you gave me the you. <laughs> I didn't make the baby on my own, eh? Fucking Virgin Mary, I can tell you that for damn sure. What I was trying to say is, when I had these talks with Tina, I was I explained all these things that I like doing, and I like the fact that it goes to something that generates what? revenue, which helps us build, personally, the house for the kids and whatnot. But I said to Tina... So I remember um, I was like, it was it was at a moment, it was at a time where me and Lauren was discussing Mombard and how we wanted to build it, but she wasn't quite ready to take that step. And I remember saying to Tina, she needs to get her ass in gear because the second I find a lane, that attention and that 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 time that she has, it's gone. Because now I want to do this. But then luckily, she found that gear and we kicked off. And what I realised is I really love the fact that I'm now a part of something that helps build women when I feel like I've spent so many years of my life doing things that was probably, you know, derogative and negative towards women in, you know, the relationship aspect. Oh, I never thought of it like that. Is that really how you think? I do, yeah. I look at it as now I'm a part of something that's kind of building women. Not like I don't have a debt to society because I've done things that all men have done and all women have done. Like, I'm not, I wasn't out here, like, walking around punching women in the face or like, nothing like that one. It's just obviously I've... And it, you know what I mean? Obviously, when I talk That's about... Not funny. We I'm just saying, when I talk about being a footboy, everybody always associates it with the one person. It's not. That's like only one small element of all the shit and all the stories that I will tell over this podcast with all these other women and you like, will all realise that there hasn't just been one other woman in my life except for Lauren. There's been many that have all had a dramatic impact and a good chunk of Ryan's life. But anyway... 
I've done all I've done it all wrong. So I feel like I'm I'm in a space now where I'm doing things and I'm I'm enjoying the element of photography and enjoying the element of, of, of filming and videography and all of that towards helping build women. So that's kind of where my lane is at the minute until I find something that's... That's cute. I never knew that's how you looked at it. Yeah, it is, it is. That's good. Obviously, I come from a household, it's just me and mum, innit? So I was raised by a woman. I feel like, you know what, right? You were raised by a woman, then you were a dick to them. Yeah. I mean, some of them liked me being a dick to them, but... We don't nobody no woman loves. No, no. I've been in I've been in a clear cut situation where I was addicted to a girl and then the next time I linked her I was I felt bad for how much of a dick I was being to her the first time. So I was being really nice to her and we was driving down the, the expressway from the city centre where I picked her up to my house and while in the car she turned to me and said, Stop being so nice and I went, What do you mean? And she said I've clocked it since since she picked me up. You're just being super nice. And if I'm honest, I prefer Ryan the prick. That's exactly what she said to me. So, yeah, there are definitely... So, is that why you're always a prick now? I wasn't a prick. Like, when I say... You're a prick to me. So, is that why you're a prick now? Because that one girl on the... So, that's who I have to thank. Fucking Shauna on the expressway. No, her name was Martine. So, Martine on the fucking expressway. And her big fucking mouth. When you're out here being a good guy... She's the one that reeled you back in. Yeah, basically. For fuck's sake, Martina. No, you Mart- had one. Martine. She's Martina now. It was Martina. It was Martine. Well, whatever. You had one job. <laughs> um, but yeah, we need to wrap this up. Have we spoken enough on on self love? Yeah. Read books. I don't read books, but I heard reading books really helps you to discover you. No, um, this is from from what Jarrell says. Jarrell says. No, like, it is. I'm reading a book it. at the moment called. Um, What's it called, Rianne? How to... Okay. How to calm it. Calm your mind. Calm your mind, that's it. I know it's just... It's by um, Grace... Victory. Grace Victory? Victory. Victory. Yeah, um, it's by her. And it's, it's honestly... I wish I had this book... Boy, how old is Eddie? Almost five years ago when I was going through my postnatal depression because it's a really... I'm like, what, 20-something pages in? And every time I turn over a page, I'm like... <gasps> Oh, this is what I should have done. Oh, like, it's really, 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 really good. So I do. I actually sent it to one of my riders. That's how good it was. Because I thought this rider could benefit from this book. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we can wrap things up now, I think. I feel like um, we've we've given you enough. We'll come back to this self-love thing once we've discovered ourselves a bit more and we've found other things that we... Yeah, I just feel like you just need to... It's hard when it's self-love. Self-love, yeah. Because you're asking us to give you a formula when you are you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can give you the formula for me and you can go ahead and do it, but you're not going to find happiness because you are you and only you know what Makes you need. You, yeah. And you might be in a space where you don't know and it's it's going to sound hairy-fairy, but you don't, you're not supposed to know, clearly. Try you're, to do everything. Yeah. You have go to try camp, everything. Go camping and realise you, you hate it. Yeah, shit I mean, in the field. Do you know what I mean? Go camping and realise you hate camping go and shit in a grass at 6am in the mist in front of a horse and realise this to realise for me it ain't for you yeah I take it off move to the next one until you find it we are so right you literally have to do everything and you know what's funny I feel like that's what I did and then it got to and it sounds really weird candles just got me and candles is what makes me I feel like you tried everything in the world and then finally listened to Ryan and was like happiness yeah makes sense just listen to Ryan no, because I'm very happy now and I fucking rarely listen to you. 
Yeah. I can't remember the last time I ever listened to you. That's but true. yeah, literally, like Ree said, try everything. Try everything. And you will find eventually that thing that makes you happy and you will find your way back to you. And if you don't, don't text us, don't email. Fucking, I don't want to hear it. So it is what it was we tried. <laughs> what were you yeah? going to say, Ree? Because I was going to say, and you know This isn't the Ree show. You don't get to wrap it up. You're not Joey no, Springer. You can, you can have Go away. Go. Shut up. Do you know one thing I will say? Don't feel guilty for whatever it is that you do love. Whether yeah. it's watching... YouTube. Netflix, yeah, YouTube. Because I think a lot of people feel guilty, like, oh, I shouldn't be doing Netflix. I should be reading because that's more productive. Well, no. no. Like, if you love, I don't read. do you know what I mean? But like, do do what you love doing, and don't Great. feel guilty for yeah that, that being what gives you joy. Unless it brings pain to someone else. Oh yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's harmful to someone else. Without I mean, you say that, but it's yeah. like, ah, I thought I love kicking cats. I've been arrested. It's your fault. I don't want. I just don't want it. I don't want the emails. I don't want oh people. Oh my god! If you love kicking cats, don't listen to us ever again. Because I am not a fan of that. <laughs> we or do. any living thing. And if you do like kicking cats, you need to go and watch that show on Netflix. If don't fuck like with cats. cats. You need to report yourself right now. <laughs> Right, I don't know how we got here. To King Cats. <laughs> Every time we, we get We started here. off with flicking sweets in the in the, in the Perth there. So us now talking about kicking the Perth. Right, guys. Not far, not far off. We started, we ended where we started. Right, honest. we're gone. I hope you enjoyed this chat today um, for the podcast, guys. Thank you for listening. We love you, we love you. We are out. This, this has, has been, been Relationship Advice. Where we talk about the good shit, the bad shit, but always the real shit about relationships he's so gassed at that that he thought up out of his head he's so gassed every time he says it I can just see his face light up in his life you're a hater because you wish you thought of something I know I thought of the fucking title hon you did you did right guys we're gone enjoy the rest of your e- evening I've been bad girl low I've been bad girl low this has been unfiltered right right and I'm gone it's an abrupt ending but yeah sure let's do it. <laughs> see you guys riders boot camp 1,700 hours, Tara. 1,900 hours. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 fuck. <laughs> I don't know military time. <laughs> oh, fuck. They're all going to show up at five o'clock like, where the fuck is this bitch at? The Relationship Advice Podcast with Bad Gal Low and Unfiltered Rara.